The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. Beautiful day here in the nation's capital. Well, actually, we're in the Silver Spring uh, Radio One Studios, and it is an honor to be here with you again. I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and welcome to another edition of Uncle Devin's Talk Show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM, where information is power. And for those who are not familiar with my show, uh, my show is dedicated to teachers, parents, uh, and, and guardians of children, specifically in the urban community, to help us understand the importance that music and art plays in a child's development. And so I'm trying to get rid of what I call music adultification. That's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age-appropriate music. And so it's an honor to be here as my theme song fades out. I want to... Um, I say what's up to my engineer, Lonzo, doing his thing. A little under the weather, I understand. I hope you feel better. All right, yeah, it's just one of those days. But, you know, we've got to make sure we drink all of our uh, plenty of water, eight, eight-ounce glasses every day. And today's show is brought to you by Uncle Devin's Be Yourself CD. That's right, we have Uncle Devin's Be Yourself CD, which uh, is a combination of a number of different uh, musics uh, through a blend of DC's go-go music, uh, gospel, hip-hop, and the African tradition. This family CD provides self-affirming music through hardcore beats and rhythms that children of all ages will love. Go to I am I'm sorry. Go to theuncledevinshow.com and Devin is spelled D-E-V-I-N. Theuncledevinshow.com. Click on music and you can uh, enjoy that. I have a wonderful show today, and, and even before I get to my my first guest, I want to give a shout out. Uh, to um, my friend Carletta uh, Fellows up in Cleveland. Uh, my wife and I just came back from a wonderful uh, time up in um, up in the Cleveland area. Uh, we did a, a lot in a very short period of time. In fact, there was a microburst while we were there on uh, Friday, and the power was out <laughs> for the entire weekend wow. at, at her place. But luckily, um, downtown area um, and other areas, uh, things kind of seemed to be w- was fine because we didn't have any problems there. But uh, we had a absolute wonderful time. We performed uh, at the elementary school um, of her nephew, Caden. And I, I know Caden is at school. I don't know if they've tuned in or not. I know that I do have a re- uh, talk show and they know that. But we had a wonderful time. Uh, up at the elementary school, and I want to thank their principal and their staff for putting that together. Thank you, Carletta, for putting that together for us. I got a chance to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, which I had never done before, and didn't give myself uh, enough time to really go and appreciate everything that was there. Uh, and part of my bucket list in life uh, was is to visit uh, every Major League Baseball park um, uh, there is. So. I checked one off the list because we went to the Cleveland uh, baseball game on uh, Saturday night. And at the end, it was kind of neat because they had uh, old school hip hop fireworks display. 
And I grew up on old school hip hop, so it was it was absolutely wonderful. So we had a great time. So thank you, Cleveland. We hope to be back up there uh, to see you again real, real soon. Um, we re- really, really had a good time. So today I have two guests uh, coming in uh, up on the second half of the show is uh, Catherine uh, Dilworth. Uh, she's a teaching artist fellow, and I'm a teaching artist as well for the same organization, Young Audiences Arts for Learning of Maryland. And we're going to talk to her about the Teaching Arts Institute uh, that uh, is that they are currently accepting applications for, but also just about, we're going to talk a little bit about the the whole purpose of Young Audiences. I've been a member uh, of Young Audiences for four years now, maybe five years. I got to go back and count. Uh, and so um, coming up at this in the second half of the show, uh, around 1230, we're going to have uh, Catherine there. But she's sitting in on studio, so you may hear her just jump on and ask some questions to our first guest. The first guest I I recall, and she just reminded me out in the hallway that um, my that, that that her daughter, who was at the time four years old, uh, saw me at a library, and I don't remember which library, and uh, and so they became familiar with me. But the two of us have now been per, uh, performing regularly thanks to the uh, Explore DC Children's Museum, mm-hmm. and and quite often Tiffany Sorison, uh Hey Tiffany, giving you a shout out. She has us to come, and they have some of the best programs Absolutely. that are out there. But nonetheless, I am honored and, and finally glad to have onto the show Robin Ebb with DC Retro Drump Jumpers. DC Retro Jumpers, the double Dutch specialist. Welcome <laughs> to the Uncle Devin Show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Oh well, it, it is. It is certainly my pleasure to have you here. Uh, again, I'm gonna have you move up a little bit more to the mic. Um, so first of all, talk a little bit about what is is the uh, DC Retro Jumpers. DC Retro Jumpers, are, we, we started out with a group of just eight women who wanted to do fitness just amongst ourselves. Okay. But then we, and that was in 2007 or four. Mm-hmm. but then we got requests to do community events, and it went, it went berserk wow. from, from there. I mean, we're, we're in three after-school programs right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, That's cool. We, we've, we've done a lot of things with the community. We, 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 we're with the Department of uh, mm-hmm. the Metropolitan Police Department, Beat the Streets. Okay, okay. And, 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 and we go around to the different locations and do share dub dust there as well. Oh, wow. So, so talk a little bit about it. So how many – I saw one video, and I saw this one gentleman that was doing a, pretty much a demonstration with the children. Mm-hmm. Um, now, talk a little bit about the, the – uh, so if someone wants to use your program, how do they do that? Is it is a matter of do you go in and you teach Double Dutch? I teach it, oh, exactly, okay. yeah. Because a lot of the kids don't have a clue as to what Double Dutch is. They, they've probably seen it here and there, but to actually do it, they've never experienced it. Uh-huh. So so I've made, I found this little technique that will get anyone from pre-K to my oldest person who was like 86 years old in the road wow. with this technique. And I mean, it's, it's really simple. And, and I just love seeing that the transformation from mm-hmm. not knowing to the excitement, they're in the rope, right. and, and now they, they got a taste of it, and they're doing their own little little moves. Right. So so I'm excited about this double dutch. So if we had to define double dutch, um, I know most people might w- would know about it, but let's assume that we have some that have never seen people do double dutch. Now, it's the two ropes that you you turn kind of 
counterintuitively toward one another. It's other. almost like a, a, a egg beater. Okay, okay, fashion. okay. And it's two ropes simultaneously turning at the same time, one in one direction, one in the other. But but if you look at it, it's all about timing, and it's the beat, and it's a rhythm. Ah, there and, it and is. That, yes. <laughs> There's a drum and beat and everything. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And sometimes if we have music or if someone is playing music, I, I'll have the jumper to go to that beat, which will make it even more easier. Okay, yeah. all right. So, the, so right now... I, like I said, I saw you at the D.C. Explorer Museum, Where, and you mentioned you have a partnership with the Metropolitan Police. What are some What are some other locations that people that, that you are frequent? Well, right now we're at North Michigan Community Recreation Center off of Emerson Street Northeast, mm-hmm. and we're there on Tuesdays from six thirty to seven thirty. Okay. We'll be doing that until October the first or the, the the first week in October. Is that open for anyone? To it's come? open for anybody. Okay, that's the North Michigan Rec Park Recreation Parks and Recreation. Okay, yes. and I'll see if we can find. Uh, my, my wife is listening. She might look up the address, and we can post that on our uh, uh, Facebook page. And that's from six thirty to seven thirty. Yes, on Tuesdays only. On Tuesdays. Okay. Yes. All right. And so the, the the pretty much the community support has been great for. It, it really has been. I mean, okay. I, I can't get it. I mean, I have to turn down some events <laughs> because we we'll be triple or you know double right. or triple booked. And that's not good. <laughs> so what got you into Double Dutch? The thing of it is, for me, when my when my um, founder invited mm-hmm. me to our first session, mm-hmm. I was like, who's doing Double Dutch anymore? But 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 the thing that the rewarding thing for me is the the, the just the excitement that the kids get. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's so rewarding to hear a parent say that they wanted their child to to do this mm-hmm. particular uh, activity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just to see. All different cultures yes. embrace this, right? And, you know, so so if you look at my my website, you, you see them all sizes, all yeah. ages. Yeah. My boys do even fat. I mean, the boys mm-hmm. just do something different that girls won't do. Well, I saw in one of the videos where they were almost doing push-ups while doing the double dutch, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. mean, and now do do they are, are there any competitions or? Me in particular, I, I don't get into competition because mm-hmm. it leaves them with a sour taste. Yes. So my thing is more fun and fitness. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So I want to keep it fun for everybody. <laughs> right. Okay. You're listening to the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM. Uh, you, um, uh, my guest is Robin Ebb, and she's with the DC Retro Jumpers, uh, the Double Dutch Specialists. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call at one 800 Four five zero seven eight seven six. That's one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. Or if you're following us, following us on Facebook, you can uh, send your question. Um, uh, you can send your question that way. Now, before I forget, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way for them to reach you? The best way is through our email, which is double dutch one word, the number four at um, gmail dot com. So that's double dutch for fun. Mm-hmm. At gmail.com. Okay, double dutch for fun. For fun. Uh huh. At, at gmail.com. At gmail. Okay. Yes. And let's see here. So, uh, right now, currently, how many? I know you're one of the. Uh, do you have a particular title or are you just one of the members? I'm just the lead instructor. Okay, the lead instructor. <laughs> how many instructors do you have? We have about four, four or five. We're looking to recruit for new turners. Ah. If, if, if anybody's interested, please contact me. But, but we have about four to six. Um, mm-hmm. uh, employees, but the thing of it is that they're retired um, women who who enjoy doing this a lot. Ah, okay. So, so if you if someone is interested in volunteering with you, uh, they can 
they can just uh, give you a call or send you an email at doubledutchforfun at gmail.com. Correct. All right. Okay, Uncle Devin family out there. I, I, I know some of you all grew up doing Double Dutch. You love the Double Dutch. Um, and what a great way to connect uh, young, old alike. Um, to have some fun, um, to, 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 to join some fun. And also, if there's some organizations out there that want to bring her in to, to show some samples, just give her a call. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how uh, Double Dutch can be used in your organization, young or old alike. This is the Uncle Devin Show. Don't go anywhere. You know, we were just sitting here getting into a conversation, and I was like, you know what? We got to go back on air. I think I need to let you all know what we're talking about. You're listening to Uncle Devin's show on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, uh, part of the Radio 1 Network. Um, and my first guest uh, is Robin Ebb with the DC Retro Jumpers, the Double Dutch Specialists. And if you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at one 800 Four five zero seven eight seven six, and what we were just talking about, um, and I mentioned, you know, my mother is the uh, uh, the director of the, the the seniors ministry at her church, and they are always doing some awesome things, um, you know, throughout the community. What can, is Double Dutch good for seniors organizations? Absolutely, okay. absolutely wonderful. Move up a little bit more to the mic, or we can bring it back to you, so. Okay. One of the things as I, I as I go around the community teaching um, double dutch, I, I, my, my seniors who I call them my seasoned mm-hmm. seniors, and I tell them all the time because you might have an ailment or, or some kind of situation that won't allow you to jump, mm-hmm. you can turn. Even yes. if, if I jump, mm-hmm. you could turn for me, and and that that gets them all giddy and right. excited about being a part of double dutch again. So, I mean, so the, even the, the process of turning, I mean, your arms, I know after a while your a arms get to burning. and A wonderful cardiovascular for everybody. Okay, so there are really a lot of health benefits overall uh, for, for Double Dutch. Absolutely. I can almost imagine even the course, you know, because, you, you, you know, you, 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 and especially when you, you start going faster. Because I saw in the video the guy was like, go faster, faster, faster. I just can't figure out how you know when to jump in. I know they say you jump in with the the – the rope at the highest point, but, and I think you jump in with your lead foot or something like that. Well, technically, it's, it's whichever side you're on, mm-hmm. whichever rope is closest to you, when that goes up. Okay, okay, you, okay. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have messed everything. It's almost like opening up the door. Come in, right. come in, come in. So you get a couple of seconds. You only get a couple of seconds. <laughs> uh, see, I'll tangle everything up. It was up to me. So, uh, I, and you were mentioning um, on over the break the work you were doing in Congress Heights. Yeah, we just performed, um, uh, participated in the Congress uh, Congress Heights uh, Community Day Parade, mm-hmm. and that was yesterday. And I'm um, telling you, the people just, we, we were at one intersection, and it must have been about five different people, young and old, mm-hmm. coming out to, just to be a part of it. I don't think I've ever seen a, a parade that had interaction with the, wow. with the crowd. Oh, so, <laughs> so as you all were just coming in and jumping rope? With- I, absolutely. Oh, we we would stop at an intersection or, or move as the, the, the parade was going. So the, the 
it was just amazing. Now, see that that's amazing wonderful. Experience. Well, you know, but it's, it's also keeping a, 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 I guess, an old tradition going on, and I don't even know where the tradition started, but I know almost every community had you in know between city. double dutch and uh what's a uh, hop, hopscotch, hopscotch <laughs> and, and all those types of things and i know a couple of years ago a uh, good friend jazzy ash out of um out of the uh, los angeles area did a cd and her cd focused on pretty much it was at the time african-american uh sayings or you know Chance. miss mary matt chance and all those and she brought me on to do the hand bone so on her CD, I was doing the hand bone. But as you, you were talking about the double dutch, I can only imagine what Jazzy Ash could have done and would have done adding something with the hand bone in it because it's all part, a part of that same connection. And I love the fact that you had mentioned the rhythm. Absolutely. The rhythm. Absolutely. Now, are there any songs that you all sing? Oh, during? My, my sister is the singing chant. She, <laughs> she, and, and, and the good thing about it is that the, the chants give commands for the kids to do. They okay. might ask them to, to stoop down and touch the ground or turn around uh-huh. or do a jumping jack or yeah. something that they're used to doing on, on a regular basis. But to add it into this, this, this jumping um, mechanism, uh-huh. it, it just adds a different challenge, yeah. which sometimes could be you know, good for some and not for others, but mm-hmm. they, they, they tend to get it. And once they get it, oh, my gosh, the the, 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 the roof is just yeah, endless. It's yeah. just endless. Well, and, and the CD I was talking about with Jazzy Ash was called Swing Set. Oh, yeah, I've So it was part of that whole, that, that whole genre. Now, do you know of any chants right now that you can you can lead us in that you all do when you do Double Dutch? Charlie Chapman went to town to teach the girls a hula hula dance. A heel, a toe, around we go. Salute to the captain, bow to the queen. Touch the bottom of the submarine. I wish I had a nickel. I wish I had a dime. I know I have a family that love me all the time. We all wash the dishes. We all scrub the floor. And when we get finished, we all go out the door. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. So when you're hitting the floor, are they actually touching actually the floor? Actually touching the floor. Oh, I and have to see And they go down like a frog and oh, touch yeah. the floor. Yeah, yes. we, you have to catch up with DC Retro <laughs> Jumpers and not only come and watch them, but you're going to have to come and participate. Absolutely. I want to... Um, challenge uh you know i'm a graduate of umbc maryland baltimore county uh the first school to ever uh have a 16 seed be the number one seed in uh, the ncaa (laughs) by the way i just need to mention that but i'm going to challenge a lot of my alum there especially the fraternities and sororities um won't you start a a double dunch competition you know i know you all like to step Mm -hmm. well let's step with the double dutch and let's see if you can combine some things together it's uh uh, I would love to be able to see that. How can people reach you again? Leave your information. My email is double dutch one word double dutch four the number four fun at gmail dot com. And my my mother in law uh, from Wilson, North Carolina, is watching, and she says she would love to do the double dutch. Now she is a phenomenal hand dancer. Oh, so am I. Oh, really? So am I. It's, Rhythm it, again. You know, <laughs> now I know we're talking about two different types of things, but is there any type of connection that you can think of between the to? The rhythm. It's okay. the rhythm. Right. My sister teaches line, a, a hand dance, but she has the kids on that same beat that oh, they hit. It's, it's okay. amazing how to see it. It's, it's see, amazing. So I can really... Um, I can really see that connection and almost having a DJ doing some music while you... Oh, my God. That, 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 that even... Oh. It, it even um, makes it even more um, mm-hmm. exciting. Can the, you the imagine that? Does. Going to a, one of them late night parties or cabaret or something. Somebody's over here doing a hand dancing. Over here they double dutching. Why not? Well, you know they do the double dutch bus. 
Oh yes, the double. I forgot about that. The double Dutch and when bus. They play that, yeah. Oh my god. If well, I wouldn't have been able to play it here because we it, it's proprietary. Absolutely. But but I love that song, <laughs> the double Dutch bus. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, um, I know um, I have one question, and my friend Carletta, who brought us up to Cleveland, says she tuned in late. Um, and we're talking about the history of double Dutch. Now, is there a history that you know? Because I, I I haven't done my research. I don't know if it's something that's uniquely uh, American. Is it something that goes beyond? I have no idea. Do you do, have you all looked into any of that at all? I've looked into it, but it, um, my take on it is mm-hmm. from the African American mm-hmm. standpoint. Okay, and I'm still trying to figure out where my grandmother got it from. I know okay. this is back during World War II or something like that. But mm-hmm. to see my grandmother do it and then my mother do it, right? That that tradition is what I I know and it being in the city okay but the, the founder and where it actually came from they, they say something about the europeans and the road mm-hmm. settlers and the dutchers mm-hmm. and all that okay okay but but, but my thing is I, I try to focus on the african-american mm-hmm. history of it just the tradition of passing it down from one tradition to another right and okay. that's what i try to focus on wow okay well that's great now this is uncle Devin's show you're listening to robin ebb who is with the dc retro jumpers the Double Dutch specialist. And if you want to join the conversation, we have a couple more minutes. You can reach us at 1-800-450-7876. Now, you all are a nonprofit organization. Is correct. that correct? Yes. Okay. If someone wants to give a donation um, or support you in any way, what's the best way for them to do that? We, we also have a website. Um, it's called DCRetroJumpers.com. Um, mm-hmm. And we you can go on there. We have a, a little button there if you want to donate, if you want to give any suggestions mm-hmm. or any requests. Okay. You can do it there. Okay, great. And, in fact, um, if you're on our Facebook page, our Uncle Devin Show, um, my wife just put the uh, the site where you can go and, and get the information. That's DCRetroJumpers.com. Uh, and now you seem to, I mean, I, I, I ha, it seemed like when we were performing, I'm actually performing along the same along the same time that you are, so I haven't had a chance to come out there. Um, do you work out or do anything else other than jumping? Because you seem to be in great shape. <laughs> and is that, would you credit most of that to jumping jumping rope? Well, I've, I've been an athlete all my life. Okay. So um, this has just enhanced it, just to keep uh-huh. me even going at, in my later years. Okay, okay. Um, I, I do run, I do mm-hmm. swim. Okay. Um, but this... Double Dutch is keeping me in so much shape. I, I don't really need to do it too much anything else. What, what sports did you play? I played basketball. But my dad was a local artist. He taught gymnastic or acrobatics, okay. more like Cirque du Soleil. Oh, okay. And, and so he traveled the world with this, and, and so so did I. Oh, wow. What's yeah. your father's name? My father's name is Russell Nesbitt. He was a oh. part of the Flying Nesbitt's group. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look so, at this. Yeah, and I did that all my life until he passed away. We did the oh. first uh, Universe Soul Circus when it came to town. So you were actually in the... In the we, were, we were performing. Perform- act, yeah. And so, what type of acrobats did you do there? We did our gymnastic acrobatics. Oh, we, okay, the gymnastics. Yeah. Wow, yeah. okay, all right. See. So I've been an athlete all my life. See, until you have these conversations, you don't know who you're sitting next to. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. But, uh, but you know, you continue in the tradition of your father, though. That, that I love. And that's ironic, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I just want to uh, wish you the best, wish you and the D.C. Retro Drumpers the best, and I'm glad that I was able to, to, to finally get you on air. Um and um, and, and I, I hope that we can also pass this, continue to pass this tradition down to, to children. I don't think the children will ever have a problem wanting to double Dutch because we just got to see more. But if they can see a, 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 
a crossbreed of our community out there doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think it'll be great. Give your information one more time. DC, DC Retro Jumpers. Retro Jumpers at mm, D- Double Dutch for Fun. Okay, Double Dutch for Fun <laughs> at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yes. And that's DC Retro Jumpers.com. Yes, at the website. Okay. Now you can stay in the studio, but I'm going to go to our next go to our next guest, but I just want to thank you again for being here. No, thank you for having me yes. and just getting this word out. The Double Dutch is coming back. Okay. And well, it's for everybody for all ages mm-hmm. and all genders. Well, I'm gonna have to uh, may have to create a, a song just for the Double please Dutch community. Do, yeah, do. that might be something that we can work <laughs> with. Yeah. Okay. Thank you again very much. You're listening to Uncle Devin's show. Um, I want you to stay tuned. We have another wonderful guest coming up to you, coming up with you here on the uh, Uncle Devin show, and we're going to talk a lot about teaching artists with Catherine Dilworth in just one moment. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. Uncle Devin's show. Uh, this is a show dedicated to parents, teachers, and guardians to help you understand the importance that music and art plays in a child's development and how you can take back control of what your children of your children's music listening needs. My ultimate goal is to eradicate what I call music adultification. That's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age appropriate and culturally relevant music. Uh, and toward that end, you know, I've become a children's music artist. And the next, my next guest um, is uh, represents an organization that is very near and dear to me because I'm also a member of this organization. Uh, we have Catherine. Catherine, Catherine, am I spelling it right? Catherine. Uh huh. Okay, Catherine Dilworth. I always want to say Catherine for some reason, but Cat, <laughs> Catherine Dilworth, a teaching artist fellow with Young Audiences Arts for Learning of Maryland. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Thanks for having me. Uh, it, I, first of all, I'm, I'm honored. I'm glad to finally get uh, young audiences on. I've, I've been a member, I want to say, since 2013. Um, but first of all, let's talk a little bit about you. T- tell, us, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Did you grow up in the Baltimore DMV area? I did not, okay. although I've been here almost 30 years. Okay, so you're a trans, yes. yeah, so yeah. It, it qualifies. But where'd you grow up? I grew up in Massachusetts. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so many of my artist friends are from that Massachusetts area. Now, what part of Massachusetts would you? A little town called Harvard, is... which is outside of Boston, okay. by about an hour. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the children's music artists, uh, friends, family are from up in that area. And what is your art form? So I'm a visual artist. Okay. And um, I do a lot of fiber artwork mm-hmm. in schools. And my own artwork is kind of a, a mesh of photography and fiber arts. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask you, so if you had to define for someone who's never heard of that before, how would you really give Fiber me... arts? Yeah. I know, because people think it's cereal sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stay close so... to the bathroom. <laughs> fiber arts is uh, using things like fabrics, yarn, uh, papers, Okay. Um, so it incorporates all those sort of soft materials and, and sewing, weaving, okay. stitching. But you had also mentioned something about photography too. Yeah. So I um, do kind of a hybrid of my with my own artwork that mm-hmm. I not the work I take into schools, but the work that I make um, to sell and show myself, mm-hmm. which is combining uh, photographs that are printed on fabrics and papers, and then stitching them and piecing them. So treating oh. them sort of like quilt pieces. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how'd you get into that? 
I just kind of made it up over really? time. Yeah. Wow. See, yeah. And, and the thing is, somewhere you had the space and the time to, I mean, each one of us has some type of our own unique art form. And even though other people may do something similar, it's still unique to you. So that's wonderful. So, so you got into that. You. So um, when you came, and, and right now, uh, how long have you been working with young audiences? So I've been an artist on the roster for nine years, I believe. Okay. And so, and, and what does that mean to be a, a, a roster artist with young audiences? So we have at Young Audiences an, a stable of about 100 different artists who mm-hmm. go into schools and community um, organizations and share our artistry and okay. teach our art form. Okay. Um, some people make a full living at it. Some people mm-hmm. do it in addition to their other artistic pursuits. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and you're yeah. one of the people on the roster. Yeah. In fact, um, I would say for nine, well, uh, for all, uh, since 2013, since I started, I was working full time uh, while being an artist, a roster artist, and I was able to make it work easily. Um, you know, I, I knew not to overextend myself when I needed to, but, um, but the good thing is primarily we focus on schools and sometimes even libraries and other locations in the state of state of Maryland, mm-hmm. and they will send you all throughout the state. What has there been a part of Maryland that you went to that you've never been to before? And that you were like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. Um, I've done some work down on the Eastern Shore, which I really loved yes. because it really is like much more like going to another state than it really uh, is. Some other states are. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a rich yeah. history down there as well. Um, I remember they uh, I did a show. I want to say it was is it not not Oakland, no, California Maryland I think is what mm-hmm. it's called and it was right on the the western part of Maryland almost the next state I mean it was almost right next door to West Virginia right. so it took about two and a half hours to get there and myself and my my flute player Mr. Grasshopper were just blown away at the beauty uh, you're going through the mountains and you're seeing all the uh, all the wonderful settings it, it was absolutely wonderful so you are um now, uh, you're a roster artist but you're also uh, a teaching artist I'm also a teaching artist fellow. Oh, teaching. So, oh, okay. Well, okay. Explain is, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just means that um, this is a position I took about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And in addition to working in schools, I um, also work for the organization. Okay. And, All right. And a piece of what I do is to um, be on a, a mentor mm-hmm. within the Teaching Artist Institute, TIE. Okay. Yeah. So it's TIE, Teaching Artist Institute. And I've been a member. I mean, I went through the, uh, the program. Um, let's talk a little bit about teaching artists. I have a lot of artist friends who are listening. And I've been trying my best to recruit as many people as possible uh, to consider becoming teaching artists, uh, many um, artists in different areas. What, how how do we define a teaching artist? How, how have you defined it? And why is it important to be a teaching artist? So mm-hmm. a teaching artist, I think, is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It's an artist who's also um, trying to teach their art form. So mm-hmm. not merely just sharing it, but right. trying to pass that knowledge on and to pass that, that joy mm-hmm. that you find with your own art form on to other people. You know what I think uh, someone best said it uh, when I was in one of the Thai trainings uh, that you know as a teaching artist we go in and we do residencies mm-hmm. okay and um, in fact can you explain what a residency is sure mm-hmm. um, so a residency is um, 
a multi-day mm-hmm. um, program, typically within a school, okay. where we go in, there might be a performance or an assembly attached to it, but then we actually are working with groups of students. In my case, I go in and I make um, often big felted murals, mm-hmm. and um, so I see each kid between four and six times, depending mm-hmm. on the length of the residency. I work with a class at a time, mm-hmm. and we conceive of a project and create it together, mm-hmm. and um, in that case, it's something that stays behind in the school so yeah. I'm not only am I, am I passing on the know-how but they're actually getting the experience of getting to create this piece and, and, and I think that's together. what was what, what, what was real to me um, as an artist when I do an assembly it's all about me but when I do a residency it's mm-hmm. all about the student and it is very different from performing than to transferring that knowledge to uh, to others especially young young yes. minds and that to me was the hardest thing transition because I, I thought it would be easy but it really wasn't easy and I'm so glad for programs like the Teaching Artists Institute uh, to give me the the know-how but not only that we, we connected with the curriculum of the state of Maryland mm-hmm. talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that the curriculum development and 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 how tie how the tie uh, the, the Teaching Artists Institute will help any artist trans, uh, get ready to do a residency in a school yeah because I think it can be intimidating for artists because yes. we know what we like to do yes. and we love it. But mm-hmm. that's a completely different thing than passing the information on to somebody else. Absolutely. So TAI is a program. Um, it's, it would starts this year in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can apply right now. The application is due September 25th. Okay. Um, and it, so we'll have a cohort of between 20 and 25 artists will go through it. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the program, they'll... Um, conceive of a residency, design it with the help of a mentor Mm -hmm. um, who does that kind of work already, and also with the help of a classroom teacher. Mm -hmm. So in the course of writing this and then taking it into the teacher's school and piloting it and then refining it and polishing it, when you come out the other end in April, you really have a residency that is ready to take into schools that um, that is scaffolded in a way that children learn, that um, can line up with um, the requirements within the school if you're mm-hmm. doing arts integration. Yes. Um, and can use the words that educators are going to respond to and also that schools are going to respond to and f- and feel like they want to bring you in. And let me also emphasize that you're getting paid to do this. Um, for whatever reason, I think people have the perception that going into the schools or or doing the work that we do, you're just volunteering. But these are all paid uh, programs. I mean, Young Audiences has done a great job partnering with almost every jurisdiction in the state of Maryland. Um, They have some wonderful uh, funders that that help to support the work that we do. Um, And and even those artists right now, I don't care what your artistry is, you can add this, as you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. as a part of your development. You don't have to, it's not an either or. You can work in a school during the day. You still have your shows in the, at night. It got so, um, I guess I got so busy and enjoyed doing the children's stuff so much, I don't even do the adult shows as much anymore. I mean, I, they, they'll talk me out of do, you know coming to do a, a hit here and there, but I really don't even like doing it because it's not as rewarding as it is working with, with young people. And so, so you say that the deadline is in November. I mean, the, the, the program's, 
Yep. So there's an application okay, for application. artists, mm-hmm. and that's due September 25th. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a, a website, teachingartistinstitute.org. Okay. So if you go there, you can um, see how to how to apply. Okay. And we're also looking for applic- applications from teachers ah, who are going to okay. be on the, the mentoring end of that as well. And teachers actually... Um, there's great benefit to teachers because oh, they get a small stipend, that. but they also get the residency piloted in their school at a very deep discount compared to what it would cost to bring a program into your school. And it's not, and we're not coming in and the teachers just sitting over in the corner and yeah. any of that. We partner with the schools and the teachers as well. Right. So okay. it's really um, a co-teaching model, and mm-hmm. that's why... Um, when you have the teacher in on the beginning of creating this residency, you really start to understand where the teacher can be supporting you and mm-hmm. how you guys can trade back and forth and what role a teacher would play as opposed to just sort of appearing in their classroom and mm-hmm. bringing something in. Now, speaking of that, how does programs like Young Audiences help in the development of arts in the schools given the fact that one of the first things that is cut is music programs. How is it, why is young audiences important based on that? Would you say? Um, well, as you say, there's a, you know, arts have been greatly cut back in schools over mm-hmm. recent decades. Yes. Um, but I think more than that, I think that we see this as a way not just to bring back arts curriculum that should be in there in the first place, but mm-hmm. as a way to really um honor student voice, create community in schools, yes, yes. Um, reach kids and let, and let them find a form of expression that will enable them to grow and find themselves. Okay, absolutely. Um, and um, art is defined many different ways. I'm just curious. I have no idea, and you may not be able to answer this, but if someone is a double Dutch specialist and they wanted to be a young audience uh, member, <laughs> I wonder, is that considered an art? I, 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 it is an art. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But is there a way to even weave that in? No pun intended. Um, uh, into that. That's something we can talk about later. But I, I just something I was just thinking about because there's so many different avenues, I, you know, of, of art that people have. If you're not sure, apply anyway. Just go to teachingartistinstitute.org, is it? Teachingartistinstitute.org. Or they can go to the Young Audiences of Maryland website and follow some links through there, and you'll end up there. So so if it's something that you're interested in, again, uh, it's a wonderful training. It will walk you through... Really speaking the language of educators, I didn't know, you know, curriculum development and what the 21st century uh, goals were or, or what is it called? A tw- 21st century. Um, oh, what is it now? Skills. Skills. Yeah. The skill right. set and core curriculum and all of that. But I understand now what teachers have to um, uh, how to connect better with teachers. And once you make that connection, it is absolutely phenomenal when you walk out of there um with with seeing how you've touched not only the teacher but more importantly the students it is absolutely phenomenal and again you can reach them at teachingartistinstitute.org that's teachingartistinstitute.org now we're going to come back in just a moment um and when we do come back i want you to to talk a little bit about how people can support young audiences arts for learning okay because um as you as we mentioned it, many of these types of programs need the support so that we can continue to, to last in the community. So don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk about how people can support young audiences, arts for learning. You're listening to Uncle Devin's show. 
Yeah, we listen to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM. And remember, today's show is brought to you by Uncle Devin's Be Yourself. Uh, you can go to theuncledevinshow.com. That's theuncledevinshow.com, and you can uh, click on music. Uh, and we're going to have some fun, and you can learn more. And if you also want to reach me or reach us, you can join the conversation at one 800 450 7876. That's 1 800 450 7876. Don't you touch that dial. We'll be right back. Back to the Uncle Devin show. I love those drums. You know, I'm. A, <laughs> I always said I wanted to create a intro similar to my idol group here in D.C. Trouble Funk, where once you hear that drum, you knew what was coming. It was it was fun and it was educational. But welcome back to the Uncle Devin show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM. Uh, I am your host, Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. Uh, man, we're having a wonderful conversation right now. Uh, with Catherine Dilworth. She's a teaching artist fellow with Young Audiences Arts for Learning. Uh, and we were going to talk a little bit about um, Young Audiences. Now, Young Audiences is a nonprofit organization. Is that correct? correct? Okay. Yep. So uh, they, too, take uh, donations. Yep, okay. absolutely. So the best way to for someone to make a donation is, is how? So there's um, you can go to our website, mm -hmm. Young Audiences of Maryland. So it's yamd.org. Okay. Um, and there's a donate button right there. And there's also uh, ways to get involved with the organization as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. And you can look through that as well. And for artists who are want more information about Thai, if you go to that same um, website and look at how to become a Young Audiences artist, mm -hmm you can um, access information that way. I should say though that um, the goal of Thai isn't only to create artists for our roster because oh. not everybody who goes through yes. joins our roster. Some join the Maryland State Arts Council roster and the Maryland State Arts Council is a um, partner in, mm -hmm. in the um, execution of Thai as is Ames. Right. Um, and some people are already working teaching artists and they come to Thai just as a way to kind of carve out time for themselves to create a new residency um, or to do something that they've been percolating for a long time. I think often creative people, we have tons of ideas and we don't yes. always have the time carved out to make them come to life. That's right. So some sometimes very seasoned uh, teaching artists sign up for the program just to give themselves this, mm -hmm. this structure. Absolutely. That's, you know, and in fact, you mentioned the Maryland State uh, um, Arts Council, and I didn't cut my phone off here, uh, the Maryland State Arts Council, but also Young Audiences has a relationship with Wolf Trap as well. And yes. I, I know they do some work there. And to me, I, I've always said that the children's music genre, well, not children's music, the children's arts genre in general is one of the most cooperative environments I've ever uh, been involved with. You know, I mean, competition uh, is a subtle competition but most importantly is let's get the the, the the job done for our children 
And I know I see that in the, in the children's music scene, but I also have seen it in the teaching artists community where you have the partnerships with the Maryland Arts Council and Wolf Trap and young audiences working well together. And I want to give a, a shout out to the president and CEO of young audiences, Stacy uh, Sanders Evans, uh, who is wonderful. Been been at the helm for this for some time now. And thank you for all the wonderful work that you do and for Monique and all the others that are, that are doing some great work there. Now, there are young audiences in different states, I understand. Yes. Um, and so if you are in a different state, uh, now, are they similar? How does that, are you familiar I, with how that, that connection? I'm a little bit familiar. I think they really run the gamut. We're all our own independent organizations, although there is a national young audiences as well that mm-hmm. we all are members of. Right. Some are very um Old institutions were the oldest one. 1950 okay. was our founding. Okay. Um, and I think some are very active, as we are, with lots of artists employed, and some are more limited. Okay, absolutely. Um, but we do have artists who've come to Thai from other states. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the the whole Thai program, and again, that stands for Teaching Artists Institute, um, is just a, a wonderful opportunity um, and, and again, you don't have to be a, a roster artist with uh, or, or, or actually work with young audiences uh, to to be able to come in and get this information. You can just come, become trained, get a Thai certificate, and then you can go in whatever direction you want to, whether it's with young audiences, whether it's with Wolf Trap, whether it's on your own. I think it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for people to uh, learn uh, how to take your art form and connect it with whatever curriculum you want uh, is very, very valuable. I, I mean, I'm still learning it as I go and I'm grateful to all my teachers, Sue trainer and um, uh, Valerie, uh, what's Val's last name? Uh, branch. Uh, branch, Valerie branch and others who have really helped me out in, in, in so many ways. So I, I'm very grateful to that. So for you now, right now being a mm-hmm. fellow, are you just primarily helping to organize the Thai program so or are you I'm also in schools? I'm actually the visual arts mentor. Okay. Okay. So, so you'll be at the training. So I'll be at the training, which starts out in in November with a three day retreat. Yes. Which is actually a really lovely part of it. We go to the Pearlstone Center in Owings Mills. Um, Is that where I went? I mean, think last time we went was it near? uh, There were some animals. uh, A little far. There are some. Oh yes, yes, I remember (laughs) that. Yes, beautiful place. And it's off in the in the farmland. Yes. Sort of northern Owings Mills, and even though it's quite close to Baltimore and Washington you're mm-hmm. you're there for the three days which is also a lovely thing because you're disconnected from all the other things that you typically do and, and that's you can really really, really important um, to remove yourself and to just kind of focus on on you know giving yourself three days to to be able to work on this and then after they go through the three days mm-hmm. what what happens after that so um, at the end of the three days, you um, you sort of have your idea, you've written an outline, you've met your teaching partner, your mm-hmm. classroom teacher partner, and done some work with them. Um, and then it's sort of um, a, a several-month process of writing um, outlines for each of the days, then flushing them out into full residency plans, mm-hmm. and um, taking them into the teacher's classroom uh, usually it's in multiple classrooms because you might get to work with maybe all the first grade teachers at yes. your teacher's school. That's what happened with me. Is uh, that right? My first one, I ended up doing the entire second grade class. Uh, I can't remember. It was one of the elementary schools in Prince George's County. Um, and uh, But actually, I prefer that mm-hmm. because you know each class is different. But if you're going to be there, I mean, most classes are only 45 minutes. 
And so you can even go in and do one lesson, and, I mean, one, one residency, you're in for 45 minutes, and then you're out. But I'd rather be there the whole day. Um, I was able to connect with so many other children. It was it was absolutely a lot of fun, but it was also the best training environment for me as well. Because you could make refinements as you went along. Absolutely. And as you say, like one class can be ship shape <laughs> and the next one can be very different. And yes. it's good to have all of those experiences. I think one of the things that's really um, great for artists to pilot it is not only do they have this finished product when mm -hmm. they're done, but they have the confidence to know that they can take it into school because they've done it. That, most of us artists are con confident in what we do as artists, but going into the classroom is something totally different. And so this is training you to, to develop the confidence uh, and to be prepared for anything that can happen. And trust me, anything does happen <laughs> from the weather not cooperating. Uh, you get to a class, um, the power is out. Now you have to all of a sudden shift to another room or... Um, sometimes it is teaching you how to work with teachers. Not all teachers are the same. Some will be more present than others. Um, some, um, you, you have to, you have to wade through a lot and you have the, the support of a young audience is there to help you out. The good thing I like about one of the good things, another good thing I like about young audiences is, um, I don't have to worry about the administrative part of it. Mm -hmm. They handle all the paperwork, all the contracts, all the payment, everything. All I have to do is focus on my art. And mm -hmm. that to me is a, is a huge, huge benefit. Um, there are some that will go and try to establish their own uh, relationships with schools. You can do that. But for me, it just I, I did not have the time or the, the, the stamina really to, to, to establish that. So I'm very appreciative of, of organizations like that. And so um, what are the four different are, are there four different category discipline categories right now that you all cover? Because I know you handle the visual arts. Mm -hmm. You will have someone that handles music or music, theater, um, dance, and mm -hmm. visual art are the four. Okay, absolutely. And then sometimes we have some. For instance, we had an information session last week for people who were thinking of applying to Thai, mm -hmm. and we have some puppeteers who are yes. applying. And that's kind of an interesting question. Yes. Are they more puppet makers and then they would be with me? Right. Or are they performers and then maybe they would be with the theater mentor? We tr we try to find a, a okay. fit. Okay, so then all my puppeteers, you know, um, <laughs> reach out to them. Um, uh, 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 I can't think of my, my, my peep's name offhand, and I had them on, as guests on the show. Um, mm, they're going to kill me for forgetting their name. But anyway, uh, all of those that are interested, make sure you just give them a call. Um, uh, call Catherine and talk with her. Uh, find out more about this information. Don't let this opportunity go by without um, um, really just checking them out and seeing how this can really help you and you can help them and we can to collectively help the community. What's the best way for people to reach young audiences? Um, they can go to the Young Audiences website. Mm -hmm. And um, certainly if they want to call and talk to me, that's fine. You can find my information on the website. Okay. Um, and that, again, there's links there about how you become a roster uh, roster artist and also how you would apply to tie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing the information with us. Uh, I told you it was going to go back pretty quickly, but it's a, it's just an honor to be able to have an organization that gave me an opportunity to uh, come in and learn because you didn't have to. And uh, so thank you very much, young audiences for this. Um, and I want to thank all the guests that um, uh, uh, my other guests as well. I, I, um, I want to thank Robin Webb, 
uh, Ib. You, 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 when you sent me the email, you said it, it rhymes with Web, but Robin <laughs> Ib from um, the DC Retro Jumpers for being uh, a, uh, my first guest on the show. Thank you very much. And to all my listeners that have taken some time out, you could have been doing anything else, but you, you came right here and you spent the time to listen to what Uncle Devin has to say. So tune in uh, next week. We're going to have another wonderful show for you. Uh, we come to you every Monday from 12 to 1 p.m. This is the Uncle Devin show where we try to eradicate what I call music and I you say music and art, uh, all, um, what I call adultification. Uh, so that we can allow children to be children and learn in their in their own right space. So thank you very much. Uh, stay tuned. I believe the uh, Reverend Al Sharpton show is coming up next. Uh, this is Uncle Devin. And just remember, life is a drum. So beat it. <laughs>